Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's that? <laughs> oh, I could... Uh, yeah, we have the ability to record the session, so he can always check back in. That's all that is. Okay. Oh, okay. So when I I I asked him about it because I asked him about some exercise, he he said to me, he said to me, "Why are you lifting so much weight?" I said, "I thought I was supposed to do." So he said, "No, don't do it that way," and he was teaching me a different way to do it. He said, and so I said. So you can do all this training without equipment? And he said, yeah, you don't need the equipment. I said, well, this is perfect in both places. In the penitentiary, you know, they don't want them guys lifting no weights. He can do the, the whole thing with the development without lifting the weights, a different way he does it with your body. And so it wouldn't be as nervous for him. The other is in Cabo Verde, if we're talking about people being in shape and stuff like that, they don't have a whole bunch of gymnasiums and all that kind of stuff. I said, so they have to do strings in the yard. And she said, yeah, I can teach them all that kind of stuff. I said, you don't need any of this equipment. Plus, it's better for you, man. Yeah, yeah. He said, this is re-. So since he's, some of the stuff, it looks hard to do. It's because you're just not used to doing it. But uh, right. it, when you get used to doing it, you'll find this is what you should be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, combine that with their eating habits and all, and we can have a whole bunch of healthy people. Uh, uh, hey Gary, uh, how long you been? How long you been doing it? Well, I just started. This is over this last year. That's all. I just do some little things with them. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, he he says you could you could do is don't do stuff that hurts you. If it hurts, then you have to stop. Don't do that. He said, you'll work into everything. And there's a whole bunch, and, and his muscles he's talking about, you're working on, I, I watch him, and what he's doing shit with his body and all, he's yeah. telling you do all this stuff. And so at, at, I said, where'd you learn this? He said, well, he learned how to do it, but he used to be a football player. Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, you, I know you got that shit from football, and you got to lift all that every way. I said, yeah. He said, no, don't do that. He said, I used to do that. He said, and, um, and he, I had a chance to try out for a pro and all that kind of stuff. I didn't make it, uh-huh. but he said, yeah. I, I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Somebody hey, just checked call. in. Oh, yeah, it's Bruce. Hey, Bruce, Bruce what's happening, man? How you doing, man? Good. I had an appointment that ran longer than I thought, so I just got back. <laughs> Sorry, a couple minutes late. <laughs> You know, you know what he's doing now, man? He's acting like them Cape Verdeans. They give an hour, but you never know. No, that, from my understanding, that'd be more like five hours than five minutes. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 Fred, it's still CP time, ain't it, man? Yeah, it is, and I'm going to turn the record off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Tony, our guy who we work with all the time, said he had spent a lot of time in Germany with uh, doing work. And so he got used to using the clocks and stuff like that. He said, uh, you know, I come back home now. I'm like, they don't do that. He said, so he said, you, when you fool around with the Cape Verdeans, you say the meeting's at 10 o'clock. If you get there about quarter to 11, you'll be the first one there. Damn. God, that's going to be a hard place to get work done. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what, he, that's what he, he said all the time. He said, they don't, they don't deal with the clock. He said, they, uh, they said, okay, we'll do it. But the other part is he also says, and they're going to say, yes, they'll do everything. They're never going to tell you, no, they, they, they can't do it or won't do it. Yeah. Eventually, they'll do it. As they say, eventually we're all dead. The question is which comes yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Gary. Yeah. Uh, you remember um, the president of, of Ghana, uh, Jerry Rollins? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a video with him, right? And he was um he was out in the field trying to get the brothers to do something. And uh <laughs> they were moving too slow. He got I saw a reach for his pistol. I said, No, don't, don't do it, don't do it <laughs> But he was mad because you know, he he was military. And yeah. uh, he yeah. he was used to moving things a certain kind of way and he was out in the hinterland and the people were moving too slow. He got mad as a mammy tap. I said, oh, <laughs> It was on national television, one of them uh, 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 educational uh, television shows. Uh-huh. And, and they were following Jerry Rollins uh, in, in Ghana. And he, he got hot. I said, oh, snap. Hey, yeah, yeah. When I, uh, here comes somebody else. Oh, Hassan. Wait, okay. Let me see here. He's calling me. Now, I answer it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was watching Games of Thrones, Wally, and the guy said, hey, can we can we flog a couple of the stragglers? That seems to motivate him even more to get inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. tell him to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, am I back with you guys? Yeah. Okay. Hassan, he said they asked for a PIN number. All the one I had on it was a one. He don't need a PIN. He just needs he needs to call in and enter the um, the call ID and then a one. That's all. Okay. Well, let's see. Just pound pound after each one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pound. Right. That's right. Pound. Okay. Well, he's gonna call. He's gonna call now. I guess. You know, once we get to meeting regularly, this will stop being a problem for all of us. (laughs) We won't forget between calls. Uh, No, it won't. (laughs) For me, that's about two days. No, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) Folks will be texting. (laughs) Back. (laughs) Shoot. Somebody a 929 number is calling in. Let me unmute them. There we go. Okay, it must be 
Hassan. You on Hassan? Peace, fella. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you don't know Hassan, right? Or do you? Yeah. Yeah, we met in New York. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Shabazz, you met him, right? Yeah, my brother. Okay. Well, you know, um, you want to wait and see if other other people come on, or you want to what? Did you get Did you get the message from um, Sadiq and, and Una? No. They, and they come on at this time. I, they sent it to me yesterday that you have to do enough time for them. Both of them at work. Yeah. Oh, okay. A new job. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. He said he got a new job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If so one of the things you want to find out when is a good time to do this, we just say, okay, let's try it. At least get together as many as we can. And it's okay. okay. When when is a good time? Well, you know, for for guys that have a a new day job, it's got to be early evening, some or sometime in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. In the oh, well, Fred, Fred, you work in the evening too, right? Yeah, I do, but um, I can still set up the uh, uh, the call. That's not a problem. And you can be in it. Well, that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, God, this is a – what about – is there a – I don't know. I hate to suggest this, but maybe a weekend time when that would might work for everybody? Yeah, it would be nice to have everybody on the line. Yeah, because Saturdays are always, are, are, are always good, anytime before 3. Saturday before 3, okay. Yeah, because um, no, – I'm off on Sundays and Mondays, but uh, I don't go to work until 3 o'clock, so any time before 3 o'clock is fine on any day. Okay. On, on any day? Yeah, on any day. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Maybe Saturday morning. How's that? Uh, what time? I don't know. What This time, 11 o'clock? Yeah, that that sounds good for me. I can't speak for the fellas, but um, yeah. except for on, on December ninth, I, I won't be here. But um, right. Saturday looks good. It's fine for me. Okay. Well, that's the best we can do then. Okay. Saturday morning. Yeah. Because this was mainly to find out when we could get together. You know, say things are moving along. So let's. We gotta we gotta be able to talk to each other so that everybody knows where we are, you know. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. see, Shabazz, they, they gotta, we gotta get them caught up with us. See, uh, mm-hmm. back in so, nineteen, though what I found. Oh, someone's gonna say something. Yeah. I found the um, the proposal for Kellogg. Kellogg. Yeah, back in yeah. 1993, where we have all this stuff laid out. That's right. right. And and so uh, it's a hundred pages long. But yes, I'll send everybody a copy of it of what mm-hmm. we say we want to do, which is really about community organizing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Shabazz came to uh, D.C. and Richard Rowe and myself sitting in our in our house. <laughs> That's and right. We planned about how we were gonna run this whole program, the three of us. 
Uh-huh. It's going to be split in half. One of them would do half the country, the other would do the other half of the country, and I, because we're going to organize all these cities, and I'd be the coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now, it came out that we'd be able to go home two weeks out of the, <laughs> out of the year. The rest of the time, you got to be on the road. But yeah. he looked at us and said, are you crazy? You said you thought that was dumb stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to get this work done. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say two yeah. weeks out of the year? Two weeks out of the year, you'd be able to be home. The rest of the time, you got to be out in the communities working in uh, these different cities. And you couldn't go home on Thanksgiving. And, yeah, you couldn't go home on Thanksgiving. None of the holidays, no, nope, can't do that. Okay. We're too busy to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> My niece in the background says so she immediately applied for a divorce. <laughs> well, that didn't work. But, and, but Shabazz, we were serious, right? That's we right. We were dead serious, man. Out, yeah. As if it was normal. That's right. Yeah. Lay that stuff out. And then, yeah. the, and then what happened after that is um, Carl Berry gets a hold of me and says, come into Green Haven. I got some guys I want to talk. They want to talk to. No, no, no. They want me to get get them out of jail. I, you know, I can't get them cats out of jail. Said, no, no, no. These guys want to come and help you. Yeah. And that's how I got to meet Hassan and Eddie mm-hmm. and uh, Luke Mon. Mm-hmm. And there was one other guy who went back to North Carolina, who got cut loose. Mm-hmm. He got his name. Mm-hmm. And we came to meet them. Yeah, that was in the eighties. That was in the eighties. Yeah. That was the 80s, yeah. So then yes. he says, then those guys said, no, you can't do this. Then we're going to help you take over this whole thing. So we found nutty people inside to work with the nutty people outside. We've been together ever since. <laughs> now, uh, let, me, let, me, let, let me add a little something to that, Gary. Okay. Uh, hey, Fred, we were running a, a black-on-black crime prevention program uh, out of uh, the Urban League. And uh, we had come up with some um, flyers and posters to spread around the community. Uh, yeah. Crime is not a part of our black heritage. And every three minutes, a black person is a victim of black-on-black homicide, all that kind of stuff, right? <clears throat> the Urban League was too cheap to pay for the flyers. That's true. <laughs> Hassan and them, the money came from the prison. Right. Yeah. To pay for the fly. I still got them. I still got some, Hassan. (laughs) They all paid for. Yeah. And that was in in 1984. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you still have some of them? I'd love to see a picture of one. All right. That's 40 years ago. All right, then. It's funny now that you said it about the Urban League. It's almost like they disappeared. You don't hear nothing yeah. about them. Oh, they yeah. Don't hear anything about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, rumor has it they're getting ready to make their main office on 125th Street, a new building there. They're going to be a part of uh-huh. that new building. Yeah. Oh, they're coming, they're coming off the east side, huh? Yeah. Well... I, they had a, they have an office in in Harlem, it's like on 136th Street, 
the same right. thing. You know, right. With the street, right? Right. This be very expensive. You know, real estate on 125th Street in New York, period, is very, is very expensive. But to be on 125th Street in that area is, um, so they must have got some money from somewhere. Because they, they, I heard this a year, a year or two ago, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they have started, um, the vendors that are in that building, they have started, have already started displacing them. Wow. Yeah. So, well, I don't know what that means in terms of them. A black agenda for them. I don't know if that. Oh means. yeah, yeah. No, they ain't got one, man. Don't look. Don't look at that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Haskins, who used to be the senior vice president for program there, didn't have much uh, patience with him in his later <laughs> years. Because he said, you know, all they do is work with with uh, affluent teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on their youth programs. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't want want anybody this that uh, actually has need. Yeah. Yeah, and don't seem like they're doing a good job of that. No. But they're doing just enough to, to continue their funding. Listen, this, I want to say something. This has nothing to do with nothing and everything to do with everything. If you can understand. Uh, this guy that, that uh, with the car, with the truck the other day, that uh, killed those eight people. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have, has anybody noticed, taken note of the fact that this is a guy that already killed eight people uh, and a dozen more around the street injured. He got out of his truck with what looked like two guns, and they didn't kill him. He got shot in his stomach. He did that. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, to think, and to think that all a black person has to do is to yeah. enter into discourse with a cop while he's sitting in the car, you're going to get shot. Or get out of Get out of run for a traffic ticket, you're gonna get shot in the back. It's the same oh, thing. Damn. It's the same thing with the guy who a couple of years ago came up on the White House lawn, ran across the lawn, went in the White House with a gun, yeah, firing and didn't get killed. Yeah. You know, so I mean he wasn't white, but from a distance he looked white. And uh, it, it seems to me that they don't have a kill order, uh um, Unexplainable or no no explanation kill order until it's a black person they can kill him and don't have to worry about the consequences. It's not written anywhere, but we can see it from the actions, right? How does a guy right. that? How does a guy get out of his car running after he just ran over several people and looked like from a distance he got guns in his hand? They have killed people for having a wallet in it. Black people having a wallet in their hand. Yeah, shot him forty three times. Yeah, and what about the young boy in in in, in the um uh, in the playground? Yeah. yeah, so. So I mean that 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 that's what makes me give pause when we say when we 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 try to be conciliatory and say the bigger the bigger man in the party in the discussion rather and say this is about class it is about class but for us it's about class and race because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's that, that, that's disputable how how did how did this guy escape there how did and, and the cop only shot one time how do you yeah. get your gun on this guy. Yeah. How do you put on a guy who's done this and running down the street? I don't understand. One shot? I didn't even know the cops were doing one shot anymore. Yeah. yeah, they don't do one shot. That's right. Yeah. Well, you see, to add, add to that, brother, let's go to the cultural equation. Okay. Of people's history, of people's history plus their culture equals their values. All right? If you look at our history in America, That's what they do. It's in the American DNA from the peculiar institution of chattel slavery to to, uh, three days ago. 
we tell the young brothers, don't expect anything but that if you're in the mix. Stay out the mix. Go get a job. Go get some training. We can't help you if you're out in the game because part of the game is you might get killed. That's part of the DNA in America. Yes. So so there, there isn't an argument about being in the game. It's about human decency. And if we carry and conduct our, that's part of our history and tradition. We were the the best Americans that America produced under the most severe circumstances. Get back to that history and you won't have to worry about getting shot like you get shot in the street. But that's a very unpopular uh, argument because it goes against the victimization mentality that's rampant in this community. Be a decent human being. How about the morals we once stood on? What's wrong with that? Yeah, but but you know what? You 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 know what's missing in that argument? Run it. The guy in the car with his wife and his baby in the back. He wasn't involved in no crime or nothing. And I, I several, agree. Several, I agree. Yes, sir. I agree. Right? And, they, yeah. and, and and the other part of that is that black cops never shoot a white man. They never saw a white man that deserved to be shot unless their partner is white too. Then they got permission to shoot. He was it's yeah. like a written law, you know. Right. So with, they get. I have conversations with these guys. They get kind of upset, um, you know, unnerved about it when I say that. So just that to me, mm-hmm. oh, that's true. It, that's not in the policy. It may not be in the written policy, but you know better than to do it. Now yeah. I, I said it, I, I said it as respectfully as I could, but it was hard to talk yeah. to some of the guys who stand there. And, and, and want to rebut that in the face of facts. So when is the last when, name name a time that you know a black officer that shot a white man? And so I'm, I'm down here in the bottom, man. And the yeah. first the first African American uh, 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 police officers. I spoke to them. They were on the force down here. It was it was against the law for them to arrest a, a Caucasian. Right? Yeah, you're kidding. When was yeah. this? Uh, hey, and hey, now I, we were running the Black on Black Crime program. Hey, hey uh, 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 Gary, you remember Pat Pierce? Yeah, yeah. She was the chairman of 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 our task force. She was the first yeah. African American female. Sam Jones was on the task. Yeah. Sam Jones's father was the first African American uh, police officer, and he could not arrest a Caucasian criminal. And that was what, what year was that? What year was that? Okay, now they they came on the force in the late sixties, early seventies. That that ain't that's contemporary history. That ain't ancient, right? Yeah. Okay. What'd you say, yeah. Juanita? Oh. Oh yeah, and um, I'm telling you that that book that I, that uh, Juanita put me on, White Rage. You yeah. Read it. You need to read it, and you'll find out what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. White Rage, uh, the sister wrote it, and and explaining Did what's been going on. And, and like, uh, I heard the, the argument yesterday or the day before about compromise. Um, Kelly talking about you do, you do, some, do some compromises here with this race business. Yeah. And he doesn't go back yeah. into the history of the compromises they were made. One of the compromises that was made was that any new state could have slavery. Yeah. That was under Lincoln. 
That, oh, right. That's they right. They didn't, say, they didn't say you couldn't have so you could just any new one. One of the compromises they're making with the slave owners was that you could have slavery. The yeah. other oh. thing is their reparations were paid to uh, when when people lost their slaves. The state of uh, the the uh, state or the city, uh, not the city rather, the government of the United States paid them reparations. And when we walk come around town talking about reparations for what happened to slavery, they say, oh, well, you want special treatment? They yeah. gave special treatment to yeah. the slave owners. Yeah. And they said they could go ahead and do that, and they paid them when they mm-hmm. had to cut the slaves loose. Mm-hmm. So and Kelly just talked about that compromise. Yeah, that, yeah. We've been compromised. And Lincoln led that shit. The other thing under that is <clears throat> he also had, a, he has, had made arrangements for all of us to be shipped to Panama. Panama, yeah, yeah. Get to Panama. I said, that's, that's the, the former slaves need to go to Panama and stay down there. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, hey, I wonder hey, how they got here. Hey, uh, Gary, <clears throat> yeah. uh, when Oregon became a state, I think it was in the 1880s, they, they uh, no, it was, it was earlier than that. It was earlier than that. And, and they said that uh, they, would, they would not um, uh, have slave, uh, slavery in Oregon. However, no black could, could come to Oregon. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, we under some serious trauma in this bad boy, man. He has, has a chief of staff talking. He got really selective memory here. Chief of staff. This General Kelly and shit. <laughs> so, Wally, I see you haven't changed much. But... Hey, why? <laughs> Gary, Gary, put your knife away. Put your knife away, Shabazz. <laughs> I got got another issue for you. Run it. How much, how much of this? How much of um, Capo Verde's history, radical mm-hmm. history, or titillation mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the men going back? Can we add to a curriculum for them to make inspire them to be more conscientious about their homeland? Want to stay there? Want to help develop it and whatnot? But sometimes you got to be angry. You know, you, good you, question, you, you, yeah. Good question. Yeah. So if we can incorporate something into our existing curriculum, just shape it into um, Capo Verde's culture and history. Like yeah. I, I, said to, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, Gary, I think that we yeah. can go back and find some Creole terms and put yeah. them in strategic parts of, of 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 the curriculum. It would be more interesting to them because we can't sell them. Our history. I mean, we all black people can't tell them the history of the United, history of blacks in the United States. It don't pertain to them. They're not, they're not going to see it that way. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cape Verde is a really good story too, because they, you know they basically they fought for independence back in seventy. Hey, Bruce, back up. Bruce, back up. Say that. Start from the beginning. I didn't hear you, man. Start from the beginning. I, I, I said Cape Verde has a lot to be proud of. I think I, I think that's going to be an easy sell. They. You know, in 75, they won their independence. Uh, uh-huh. they, they fought together with Guinea-Bissau, uh, freed themselves from, from uh, Portugal, and Portugal oh, no just pulled the, pulled the plug on absolutely everything. So they started wow. with nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. dirt, dirt poor, a country with no natural resources, just human ingenuity. And they, You say they, 1975? They, yeah, yeah, independence 1975. Wow, wow. In 1990, wow. they, they, they uh, created a second 
party. The guy who we're talking to, the current ambassador from Cape Verde, um, yeah. set up the second party. He basically created honest, uh, independent, uh, democratic elections. He was the prime minister for 10 years. Wow. And, and, and you know, he's still kind of running the country, but he, when he uh-huh. goes back home, he's doing a lot of stuff there. But, but, and then, then they had one of the fastest economic growths anywhere for, you know, for 30 years. They, they, mm-hmm. uh, they rose out of the, the most abject poverty to, uh, just above the rung of the, the low income countries. And, that, that, and now that, because they aren't eligible for a lot of the uh, international aid. <laughs> oh, that, nah, that's uh, cold. That they were. They got, that plug is essentially pulled. But they, but they uh, bootstrapped themselves. They used every penny really carefully from uh, mm. the foreign aid they got and built infrastructure and stuff like that. I mean, it's a great story. Wow, wow. Well, yeah, but, yeah, that, if, you're, if you're struggling in Massachusetts, you know, with, with the story of being Cape Verdean, you know, in the, the low end of the, the Massachusetts economy, this could look pretty appealing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cape Verde's yeah. got a history that goes back all the way to uh, the Portuguese slave trade. Yeah. And well, uh, much bigger than Gory Island and, other, and a couple of the other uh, slave ports. Um, yeah. And I think that's part of the plan is to to inject some of that Cape Verdean uh, history as well as some other uh, cultural um, dynamics from other cultures as well to to really give this curriculum a broad base. Oh, uh, Fred, are you familiar with um, uh, the Portuguese using uh, Cape Verde as a um, what, what was it a, a, a mid pickup point or how did that work? Work, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was act- a transit, yeah. a transit spot for slaves. They get them over there and then ship them worldwide, you know, particularly the U.S., but other yeah. places too. Yeah, yeah okay. There's, okay. there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of, of interactive maps <clears throat> that are available that shows uh, all the slave ship routes, uh, where they departed from, where they were going to. Uh, uh-huh. A lot of misnomers with regards to slavery. There were some that thought that that African slaves were taken to the Caribbean and broken. Uh, broken no, in that's, that's, to, yeah. them to the Americas, but the truth is only about 330,000 uh, 330, slaves uh, came to the U.S. stores, and they didn't uh, stop yeah. the Caribbean. They came. No, they, they didn't. Yeah, Caribbean. direct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, because fifty percent of the Africans kidnapped went to South America, over forty percent went to the islands of the Caribbean. Very small minority. Came yeah. to the continental United States, very small minority. Yeah. So, hey, Gary. <clears throat> yes. Just real quick. I was so doing Juanita some. Uh, being wise. She said, I, I, said, Juanita's being wise. That small minority, my grandfather was one of them. <laughs> yeah, ain't that something? <laughs> ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, but, but wait a minute, Gary. He came over with whaling ships, didn't he? He didn't come over Yeah, he came with a whaling ship, yeah. Yeah. But that was to escape uh, the famine and all that kind of stuff yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gary, um, yeah. uh, they just released um, – they didn't just release, but they released the, the budget for DOE, the Department of mm-hmm. Education, and they are oh, cutting okay. $9.2 uh, billion from the Department of Education's budget. 
9.2 billion. Yeah. And gotta, somehow they got to find some money for the for the uh, billionaires, you know. Well, see, here here's the thing. Here's the opportunity. Um okay. and, and 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 not to get I mean, the, the reality is what the reality is with regard uh-huh. to you know what's going on in, in in our neighborhoods and all of that. However, there's an opportunity here with regards to cultural schools and charter schools um, to be able to get funded to really expand and build uh, a framework for a full, fully functional, fully curriculum, fully realized Children of the Sun school. Is that right? Oh, there is. The, the, the real challenge here is, is building the framework to set up a charter school infrastructure and to write the and write the uh, the the uh, curricula, um, or you don't even have to write the curricula. Curricula already is already here, but they are literally getting ready to to uh, to cut uh, and send all this money back to the states under the guise of you got it, you got to spend it. They're opening up funding for religious schools. They're opening up funding for new charter schools. And as much as folks, you know, want to hem and haw and holler about what's going on with public education, the only way that they're, they're trying to kill public education in this country. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, literally, yes. they're trying to kill That's it. Right. And, and, and how they're going to do it is they're going to get the federal government completely out of it. They're going to push all this money down to the state level. And, and the only way that you can, you're going to be able to access any of those funds is, one, if you're part of a traditional private school, religious school, or you create a charter school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the money's going. They are cutting money in teacher, teacher development training, 21st century learning centers. They're cutting all of that out. Um, they're going to marry that with the SNAP program and other programs that are, you know, engaged in, in uh, HHS and Healthy Start and all of that. Uh-huh. The only way to really be able to have an impact as far as the education of our children and our grandchildren and such is someone has to come up with a model and take advantage of the fact that the, the new school is going to be the, the, the charter school movement. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's, what's wonderful about it is, as crazy as it is, they've given us a roadmap as far as, you know, where all this is going. And that's where it's going to. The state of Michigan already said that they're not responsible for, for, for the education of children or for, to ensure that, that children have the ability to read. The Supreme Court mm. of Michigan came out and stated that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know where the boss well, is. Let's see if we yeah. can unravel further. That, yeah, the boss is Michigan. Oh, would you say, I can't, I, say that again? I said Betsy the boss. Who's the the Secretary of Education? Yeah, uh-huh. she's part of the um, Amway Empire. Her family. Oh, that's a, Amway. okay. Oh right. man, okay. She's the Secretary of Education, and so you know, there's a couple of test cases all, all over the country with regards to you know what it is that they've been trying to do with regards to the private school public education, and this conservative uh, mindset is uh, just like when Bush came into office. The, the Democrats used to say, you know, later to church, you know, uh, church school, uh, church religious involvement in politics and all of that. But the Republicans, because of the evangelical swing, 
have decided that they want to open up funding opportunities to folks in the church, uh, church, synagogue, mosque being the, being the key terms. And so uh, with the, in their effort to really tear down what DOE is doing, they're just opening up the doors for communities that really want to have their own school, cultural schools as well. Um, and that's literally what the, what the Children of the Sun school is. It's a, yeah, it's a, right. it's yeah. a broad-based uh, cultural curriculum which can be applied across all spectrums, across all communities, and then you, they can tweak it with regards to their own history, culture, values, and so forth. Sure. But the way to really expand it is, is being able to tap into those dollars. I see. Yeah. Let me ask this: If the state is is not a state like what you say, Michigan, yeah, if they uh, are saying that they're not responsible for the education of children, then who's responsible? The federal government? Uh, the federal no, government has itself as being responsible, but really the responsibility rests with the parents, okay. and, that's, and that's part of the problem. So you know, if if the responsibility is with the parent, and the parent chooses not to send their child to school, is that still against the law? Well, it's not that they it oh it's they it's not that parents aren't choosing to send their kids to school. The fact is is that the the local governments and the school system have literally become the babysitters. I mean, they have opened up pre-K to three year olds, to three year olds, and you know when I came up, you didn't even you had to be five to go to kindergarten, and I think that was yes. the year I went to first grade. They said you had to be at least five. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. in 1963, and uh, now most of the school systems, most of their funding funding that they get is surrounded by Title I funds, mm-hmm. and they have preschool programs for kids as young as three, and, and they tell the parents, and they make, the, they make their volunteerism part of the program, but they tell the parents that we'll socialize your kids. We'll, we'll teach them how to operate within a school environment. All you have to do is volunteer an hour a week, and get them over here. And so the school systems have tied into the Title I funding, preschool program, the SNAP programs, and literally what they have done is just gone out and hired all the babysitters in the community, brought them into school buildings that weren't being used, and turned them into preschool centers. Okay. Uh, hey, Fred, go, go back to this, because uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think you, you answered Hassan's question. In terms of the education of that child, uh, not in the early uh, formative years, but through the, um, say, K through 12, who is responsible for, that, for the educating of that child? It's, it's, it's the local in the state, in, in the state of Michigan. But what has happened is, is, is the, whole, the whole cultural shift that used to be from we need to build citizens and we need to build employees to work in in industries. Right. You know, when the Ameri- when America went from being a agrarian society to an industrial society. Industrial. Right, they, right. You, know, had to, they, you had to educate folks on what it was to be an American. Yes, sir. Well, the challenge happened when they started shutting down plants, they started shutting down certain industries, they built an industrial complex for people who couldn't read, couldn't write, didn't know how to act, so they, they, you know, or what have you, they put them in a prison complex. And so now we've been importing 
you know, through the H-1 programs, right. engineers and workers and so forth. And so the, the tax money, like in where I live at, they have taken, they've shut, in, in Michigan, they have literally shut down the majority of, of, of um, school districts that were primarily of, of, of colored descent, if you will, mm-hmm. and they have taken that money and they've parsed that money out to local townships and community school systems, and they've shut down the inner city schools. I mean, they've literally closed them up. And so, so where are the children going? Huh? Where are the children going? The children are, are being bused. I see. Yeah, the children are being bused. So the mm-hmm. inner city, like in Saginaw, we have schools, but the majority of the kids ride the bus for two to three hours a day, getting to and from school, get home. I see. So they have literally broken out and said, this school district, you get this many, that school district, you get that many, this school district. And then they've come in with charter schools and magnet schools. And mm-hmm. so what they've done is they've mm-hmm. taken those that test out to be the best of the best, and they've put them in these special magnet or charter schools, okay? And the rest of them, it's catch as catch can. Mm-hmm. Well, who's, you know, running, who's running the program? Who's running this? Uh, it's run by the state, the State Department of Education. Okay, then they, they have not relinquished any, relinquished any authority over the children and children's education. Then, They're well, except, possible, except you know, if you, when you when you have um, homeschooling <laughs> authorized, you fundamentally have right. relinquished it. You know. Yeah, you get a then, chance to opt out. It's not mandatory that children that, that parents send their kids to public school. They can go. There's online schools now. There's state-run online schools, and all they have to do is, is sign up, and if the, the parents got to make sure that their kids, you know, go online, do their online homework and so forth, and then they have meetups and all that other stuff. The problem uh-huh. is that the kids are, 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 are not being functionally socialized, nor are they being um, educated. educated. <laughs> <laughs> but the choice yeah. is yours. You still have a choice. Yeah, you know, you still have a choice, and that's just not just Michigan. That's happening. That's happened literally all over the country. So the opportunity here again is, if you have a model for a charter school, you have the ability to be funded. And we're not talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars. We're talking about ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that that's an interesting way to deal with it too, because I mean, they're basically destroying the public schools. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, divesting to the states the responsibility wherever they can, which yeah. means that that you know all of the bad things that states have done uh, when things have been uh, distributed out to basically cut anything for poor people and so forth. This happens yeah, in education. Right. Yeah, right. And right. and and the thing about the charter schools is they are funded, but yeah. but uh, you know it's never enough. I think it's going to be part of this whole thing of just backing away from educating Americans because, you know, that's inconvenient for them to actually be thinking and realizing what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but Fred's right. I mean, they, 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 to, the, you know, to the extent there's going to be a, a domain where we could do this school, that's a pretty, uh, pretty interesting option. Mm-hmm. It seems to me what we could do on, on this proposal that we put together for um, uh, CV, we said there's two pieces to it. We only said there were two pieces that we could do. 
One is we okay. can do from a liability to an asset. So a cat can mm-hmm. pop up, and we can work with that. The other thing that we said we could do is we could change the behavior so they don't go to jail, and that's the children of the son's school. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole cultural occasion. We said we could do that. So now if money's available up in Massachusetts, we can use that as our uh, our spot because we have two cities up there we're going to work with, Brockton and New Bedford. Why yeah. don't we then say we put the school together for the Cape Verdeans up there in those two cities and prepare the kids so they don't go to jail because they want to, what are you going to do to stop them from going? We, the cultural yeah. equation that school does that. We know, well, the other part we know is our kids ain't getting educated anyway. So anyway, yeah. Oh, shit, they're going to yeah. take that away from us? They ain't doing that. So why don't yeah. we do it? Yeah. Why don't we say, okay, here's how we're going to do it, and and we go, and we go about the business of doing it as now, opposed to fighting. How can we, how can we, how can we find out uh, what Fred is mentioning happening in uh, Michigan, what's happening in Massachusetts in, in, in that regard? If we can find that out, then maybe we can approach somebody. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think all all we have to do is look at uh, charter schools, Massachusetts. We'll probably yeah. find okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Just uh, online, right? We'll probably be able to pretty easily track to it. All right. Yeah, I and really probably have RFPs that are out right now for applicants okay. for new charter schools. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it, it, it here again. The, the opportunity is there, and you know what's really crazy is is that they that we just we just have to change the way that we're looking, right? The way that we're looking at um, uh, what's going on around us. It's all about perception, right? It's all yeah. about perception. You can you can either see yourself as a victim, you right. know, or not. It all depends on your perception, and so. Um, I worked in charter schools in D.C., and um, I was at Young Technocrats at D.C. at the charter school and was responsible for the high school um, technology program. And their biggest challenge was they never had that much money before. Wow. <laughs> that was the biggest challenge, I see. Tough problem to solve. Hello, And on the other hand, you know, Gary, you remember this guy, Archie Prelo. That's what I was trying to think of his name, yeah. Yeah, yeah Archie. Yeah. Archie got uh, got in the mayor's pocket, and McKinley High School, where President Obama just left from, when, when Archie got a hold of that, we were always trying to figure out, because, Gary, you brought me in when I was working for Archie. Right. And you were like, how does this guy get, keep getting funded, but he never builds nothing? Right, yeah. And, and then eventually what right. happened was Archie ended up getting um, – uh, charges put on him because all the money he was getting, he never produced anything. All the technology he was receiving, he had out in some warehouse out in Suitland, Maryland, and that somebody filed a case against him for not paying the rent on the warehouses, and it just broke the whole story open in D.C. The mayor was a guy on charter schools. I had forgotten all about that guy. Listen, listen, fellow yeah. guys. Hello, guys. Gary, huh? yeah. listen, I apologize, fellas. I got to take another call. I've already had another okay. call to do. You know, I got to do it. The insurance company trying to wrap me up here. So okay. uh, when you get a chance, just send me the date for the next Saturday call. Um, okay. And to do it, all right? 
Okay. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Or or, or or any other time in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Peace. Nice yeah. talking. Keep peace. Peace. All right. All right. Amen. Okay. I I got I got a uh, twelve o'clock with this principal, so uh, okay. I can, I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but let me. Could I say this? The this little meeting, this our talking. I find this good. I like this. I like what happened here. Stuff yeah. coming out. So what about this? What about that? And making us think about how we're going to really solve the problem. And you know. We're not going to solve it by getting the other guys to say, well, you guys got to take care of us. You know that's not going to happen. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and they end up, they'll end up following our model. Right. <laughs> we do it right, they'll end up following us. Cause well, I think, guys, I, 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 Gary, I think that the charter school thinks really an interesting idea, too. For oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's that's great, Fred. Yeah. yeah, the challenge yeah. is, like, my my wife, my wife's school principal, and she, she mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago that she's thinking about getting her Ph.D., and she already has an EDS, talking about going to school and, you know, and getting a Ph.D., and um, I'm like, well, you know, why don't we just start a charter school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sister has a Ph.D. in education, and she works for the state of Michigan here, and they're all data-driven. They're all STEM and data-driven and so forth. Yeah. And we have so many school buildings around here that are just sitting vacant. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, it's, it's you know, people are just afraid to take that step. You know, it's a leap of faith, yeah, but you have to be able to see where the, where the opportunity is there. Because if you have right. your own charter school, you're, you, you get the right board set up behind you. You determine who the educators are. You determine you know, what curriculum we're going to use, your standards, and so forth. And and the real challenge is is that if you have open enrollment, you're going to get all the kids with IEPs that are educationally disabled or have been identified as having issues and so forth. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Americans with Disability, uh, Disabilities Act, uh, lawsuits, and the whole 10 yards. But the opportunity is there. You can still draft it and build out what that next model is going to be. You know, you just have to be willing to, to, you know, get the right people behind you, um, build it, test it out, change it as necessary. Um, But I think it's just something that that really can be done. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's obviously a a big jump from, uh, you know, a focused cultural program to to an entire curriculum that's built on it. Yeah. Pretty exciting idea. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. With with the charter schools, is that, I guess we weren't with it because they said they don't let let us into a whole bunch of them. But then the charter schools were put together for the comfortable people to get, so they didn't have to go to school with us. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. But, but, but the idea that as long as you have a, a solid curriculum, and a you know incredible staffing to deliver it. You can go to a state board and get get it certified yep. uh, as a, as a real education. That and that okay. is probably not closed off. Okay. You know it's a, you know there there are a number of them that are sort of uh, really low budget hippie kinds of things. You know sure. that get get, mm-hmm. get in there. 
yeah. I mean, it's actually a great door to walk through for us because mm-hmm. I don't think there's the kind of uh, inherent uh, screen that you know that we face that you all face everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be worth finding out at least. Yeah, well, you know Jeffrey Canada in Harlem that right. runs yeah. the charter school that's been the yeah. media darling and so forth. You know. Um, uh, they had the right board behind. He got the right board behind him, or I should say, the board got found the right guy in him, mm-hmm. and they got enough positive press and so forth that they've been able to do you know great things um, in Harlem. And there's examples like that around the country. But the real thing has been you got to have the right board, you got to have the right people running your program, um, and the right principles and so forth. Um, young Democrats fell because. They went from being a local community technology program in D.C., and when they got their first uh, funding at the per-pupil ratio, they got almost $5 million, and uh, the people that started the technology, they lost their mind. They had never seen that much money before. Wow. You know, and so instead of them putting in fiduciary, you know, uh, uh, breaks, like bringing in ADP to run their payroll and all of that. Right, right. Run it out of their own personal checking account, and you oh, know, mercy. you know, you cannot mix government money with personal money. You know, and eventually they ended up, the doors closed because one of the principals passed, uh, principal owners, the husband, he died, and then um, they were just racked with so much um uh, financial irresponsibility and so forth that the, the you know the city just went in and closed the doors. They shuttered it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? One of the uh, interesting connections uh, occurs to me is that Mark Zuckerberg uh-huh. uh, funds some world, you know, Africa-wide uh, corporate school. I don't know anything about it, but it'd be worth. Fun. Um, but but there are there are several of these kind of uh, private um, technology-supported schools mm-hmm. that, that are going globally. And, that, uh, you know, that kind of a design could probably be funded, you know, in, in, in any African country, for example, mm-hmm. to the extent that we're, that we're thinking about carrying our program beyond Cape Verde into Western Africa, for example. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, if we, but in the U.S., the, the, I, I hadn't even thought about this uh, I've I, I basically been opposed to charter schools because <laughs> they <laughs> deplete from the public schools. But when you start with uh, public schools that, that are uh, underfunded anyway, not a bad idea to look at it. Shabazz, mm-hmm. with the uh, got the um, you, you you start memory you had guys uh, go to court and the court sentenced them to come to the children of the sun school. That's correct. Yeah, and and they had their parents had to pick them up and a whole bunch of stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I well, uh, right. I'm I'm in a I'm in a middle school right now, and uh, they send letters home to the parents to get, for the parents to give me permission to uh, talk to their boys. So we we, we still in, in the mix and still in the system. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and uh, we we have excellent evaluation. So, 
we can produce those in terms of training and conferences with young boys and training with faculty. So, you know, we do have a foundation to work through. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you have some young men. You have some men now graduated program in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now. Hey, hey, Gary, you remember we used to go into W.T. Edwards, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to the juvenile joint. I went there uh, about a month ago yeah. and uh, to speak to the supervisor to see if I can get some work, right? Mm-hmm. Two of the employees were our guys. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I say I don't need a recommendation. You hired two of the guys who was in the program. Sold. You got to go to boss. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm walking in principal's office now. So we, hey, Gary, so we um, uh, when I come out of here, I got I got to call you back. I I got a um. Got to figure out how to do something. I think you can help me do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. But meanwhile, so do we, we, we're going to try to set up these things on Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll set them up, Gary. Okay. All right. Yeah, and we got to find out who that doesn't work with for. Right. It doesn't right, work for right. everybody because it's such a, yeah. it seems like such a great time for so many people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think getting started on a, on a weekly yeah. call, it's mm-hmm. time because we're. I, I think we're going to have funding within the next two weeks for the That's for the planning part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's finally coming. The, the, you know, I've I've been optimistic about getting funded soon since February, but <laughs> wow, wow, it actually seems like it's it's uh, closing in on it. Oh, okay, great, great. All right, I got to go. Okay. Nice talk with you guys, All right. man. All right. Okay. All right. Likewise. Okay. Have a good one. Okay. Okay, Fred, so who's set up? Well, we'll, we'll move ahead with this. Okay. Yeah. Who's, I, I gotta, I'm waiting for a call, as always, a call yeah. from Tony <laughs> to find out where yeah. everything is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> everything is. He's got something else going on today, the poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Carlos is back. Yeah, and and supposedly the, they've got the money now. We'll we'll see, yeah. but yeah. they got the. I think they had the money, but now you know, presumably he got the approval of the national council. That's what I assume. Yeah. So he said, Carlos has got. He's ready to go. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him, all that kind of stuff. So I said, okay. That's, I think we'll that's see. what that means when he says he's ready yeah. to go, because you know he's been that's, wanting that's to go. Now too. he says he's ready. Yeah. So yeah. I think the money's money's about to. Pop for this yeah. this starter part of it. Hey hey, um, you know yeah. Hey Gary. Yes. Uh, someone mentioned the Urban League earlier, and um, uh, you remember we worked with the Urban League up on 136th Street, right? Yeah. Me and Kim went up there, and uh, one of the guys that used to work for Judas, man, um, B. Keith Fulton. You remember him? What's his name again? B. Keith Fulton. Fulton. B. No, Keith. I don't remember that. Okay. So, man, B. Keith was, um, he was with AOL. He got a vice presidency with AOL back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now he owns, 
he owns a technology company, man, and they do films and all of this, but he just received uh, a U.S. Top Minority Business Award. Oh. Um, I think last month. And um, he's, he's out of Virginia now. But he was one of the guys, man, he worked, he was a deputy for Judith Butler. I forget what her last name, I want to say McPhee, but I, I may be uh, mistaken. But she ran the mm-hmm. Urban League office out of 136, 136th Street. Okay. So oh, is, is he, when you think about him, is he some yeah. guy who ought to be on an advisory panel for us or not? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, he's um, uh, he was really in the mix back in the days with regards to technology, and he's kind of parlayed the work that he did at um, with the Urban League, and then he got into he was a government government affairs person for for AOL, and then he got a position as a VP, and so now yeah. he's running his own technology firm and doing books and films and so forth, and. Hmm. Uh, he may be approachable. He's one of my Facebook friends. Cool. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, we we, yeah, we need to we we need to I think we need to be uh, systematic about like put put that name and background somewhere where we can we, we ought to have maybe on, on wherever we're going to store our uh, our uh, combined you know it's kind of open to the project files. We yeah. ought to have a list. We ought to have a list of people like that as we as names come to mind of people who might be um, both amenable to helping us and and uh, people who we really think have some particular value added in terms of you know an, another uh, bit of understanding about how to get the work done well. Yeah, I hear. I hear brain trust. <laughs> I hear. <laughs> well, exactly. That's, yeah, right. that's exactly trust. what we're oh. talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't think of the word, but that's yeah, that's right. And I mean, we, every once in a while, you know, Gary has this list of guys that we were talking about uh, when we were talking about working in New York uh, that were national people that that know his program and and have particular uh, expertise mm-hmm. in life experience that. Uh, we, we thought we, we'd want to capture on an advisory group. Yeah. Uh, some of those commitments are more, you know, extensive than others. But I think, you know, we a few year, uh, months back, somebody mentioned to us a uh, and put us in touch with somebody who does translations. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a translation company. These, you know, we got to make sure we keep these lists in some place so that. We can glance over it once in a while and say, you know, is this somebody we should get together, you know, to connect with now or or uh, or soon, or is there a particular role we see they might be able to uh, play on a project, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like our uh, Rolodex for interesting, uh, yeah, for a brain trust. Mm-hmm. And I just and I'm only saying I'm only list. saying that because I've heard, I've heard several of these names go by and they go by and they sound right and then you know then they evaporate and I th- we we ought to have a, a, a just a box to put them in you know when they yeah. come up yeah and I just found a, a list yesterday and I said oh man I forgot about this guy I forgot what about this guy you know and that's what you're Remember, talking you're, about you're, yeah, yeah you had those ten guys that, you know like the guy was doing. Uh, 
community development and the guy you know you had a bunch of people that were uh right uh, you know had had uh, corrections in, in a state or you know i mean you had a, it was an interesting group of people with very different yeah. backgrounds that were that liked your work and were willing to uh, roll up their sleeves and, and uh, talk about you know pushing it forward yeah yeah and i think i i, I think this guy sounds like he had to be on that list whether or not we know we want to put him in in a particular way just oh yeah, here's a guy we need to talk about and figure out whether uh there's a way to interest him and whether uh you know either as a uh, pro bono advisor or you know some at some point in a process possible uh consultant formal consultant to a project you know to an initiative they might be yeah. somebody we want to keep track of. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Fred, I'm not quite clear. I, you've got done. You've built so many platforms that are valuable. Uh, you know, from radio to you know, to the talk show uh, and so forth. We we need to. Uh, I guess I need to really look at the panoply and figure out. Uh, how to connect and where and where's what of those is a place that ought to be you know Dropbox is what I use for example, uh, mm-hmm. but which is real simple. But but you know if we essentially had a uh, a file cabinet with uh, folders for different things, um, we we could be um, putting in stuff that's the most current. Uh, Information about uh, about the trust programs uh, and so forth. I just think it might. Be, this is a time to start thinking about how do we get organized so we don't lose these threads, like, like your guy. Yeah, well, it's it's simple. We could we could put it in Trustnet. We, I mean, that, we, that's what I thought. I, I don't know yeah, Trustnet, so just put a folder in it, or you know, if we if we're going to uh, have a website, um, we can put it on the website and 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 make it. Uh, you know, you need a user ID and password to be able to get into the area. Yes, but yes we can, exactly. We can build it's a privatized that. part. I mean, the, yeah, secure part of it. Sure, and in the Cause interim, because we, we have we have to have uh, we have to have a place there where we can put behind a a, a doorway, sure. uh, a secure door. Things that that are ideas that are essentially part of our trademark and brand that we can't sure. share, and then they're stuff that we want everybody to see. Yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah, we just have to make it simple enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And I I'm I'm you know, kind of meandering around trying to describe it so that I can put it in your hands and <laughs> you can serve it back as simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is that most folks say what's easy for you is not easy for everybody else and it's like, well, I understand that. Yeah. You know, but, but, yeah, but you you know you've been pretty good at, g- at giving clear directions into into things that are complicated, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, hey Fred, but give us the uh, or give me at least uh, the trust net, how to get on that, and all that kind of stuff. I can't. That was when you sent that on the uh, Stony Brook thing. Yeah. That, I I still have access to that. Could you send it to me now on this Yahoo? I can't. Yeah, and copy me if you would, too. Okay. Yeah. And then, because uh, I said, let me start so, using that. Yeah. 
that, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to have one place. And and then we then we need to be able to weed out stuff. You know, make sure when we're if we have different updated versions of stuff that we dump the earlier one or put it in an archive uh, part that lets people know this is this isn't what we're using currently, but there might be some useful you know utility in the older version. Mm-hmm. The version mm-hmm. management is going to be really tricky. It always is with a pro- especially this complicated a project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I wanted to say something. What was it? Oh, <laughs> Sherry's asking me, do I want to have lunch soon? <laughs> oh, way more important than this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you, I you gotta, yeah, I am ready if I ever. So we should probably wrap up. Well, I tell you, this has been good. This has really been good today. So, so we will aim at a week from this coming Saturday to to meet. Is that right? Yeah, eleven o'clock. Yeah, super. Well, all right, gentlemen. Uh, what one thing that I was gonna that ha- I had in mind to ask, and it just didn't, you know, fit in what we were talking about, is that um, you all were talking about. Uh, I guess Sadiq was. Um, Leading the charge about um, tracking, is either Hassan? I think it was City. Uh, the uh, material we have, you know, what's what's uh, actually computer readable and 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 what's uh, paper files. And yeah. he was talking. They were talking about coming up to your place, but the first thing they decided to do was to really scout through what we have already. Uh, Digitalized and and uh, just see what's there. I, I'd like to know how that's coming and whether we could all, whether we should all be rolling up our sleeves and looking at those files. Okay. Well, he he sent me an email said he's been real busy, but he'll he'll get on this. Yeah. But I mean uh, that'd be a good example. That might be a good example where we just throw it up on Trustnet. Yeah. And we could all kind of when we have time look in there and just get a. I I really need to have a sense of. Of what is in written form, what's in um, digitized form, uh, and if we add it all up, what's missing from from a how do you do this kind of uh, curriculum? Yeah, because okay. I mean it's, it's sort of I, I you know I've seen a lot of good writing about the the program. Uh, I mm-hmm. haven't seen the program, and and uh, that's the thing we're going to have to have ready to roll out the door on day one when we right. start the demo. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe we, if we know where, at least we have to know where how close we are, so we know how much time within the demo we need. Because we're talking, about, you know, we can yeah. have a ramp up time, I think, if we need it. But we need to budget that and book it in and and uh, set up a timeline that gives us a full thirty month demo. That's ready to go on one day of, of those thirty months, uh, day one of those thirty months. Yeah, I found what is it? yesterday. Not, I know I'm getting off the phone, but I found the. Um, oh, hold a second! I got. I put it in there.
Yeah, I found out the um the curriculum outline for for this for the uh Hello? Yeah. I, I found the curriculum outline, so I was looking for for um Yeah, the, the sessions. Yeah. Because there's a, uh, the, the cultural equation, we have the purging sessions. There are nine different areas under that. Then we have the the new, we'll call them the new trust sessions. There are um, 13 items under that. And then we have the... Uh, the release plan sessions, and there are seven issues under that. Several seven issues under that. But I found that's all. Hmm? Yeah, okay, is that all spelled out? Yeah, but not not enough for yeah. But I I'll send you copies of all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm finding more things, and you know what's interesting? This is stuff that we had suggested to Kate Bird. When I used to go up there to the the consulate, and we never got it going. Yeah. Yeah, but this is all stuff that uh, we said this is what we could do. Yeah. yeah. All right, but I'll get I'll I'll make it. That's one of those. Uh, I'll get a scan and send it to you guys. Great. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of the stuff that. Uh, a lot of the stuff like that that needs to be that we need, we have. We just got to get it out, you know. One of the people who has a whole bunch of stuff, I haven't talked to him lately, is uh, powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we we need to find a time when he can be on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta find. I'll, I'll find. I'll call these. Guys. I'll contact everybody. Find out what. Yeah. Let's. What I mean, you, you know, when we. Uh, we we used to have some, I guess, a piece of software that you know you you check times you could be available during a week. Yeah. And then it was real easy to spot where you know where you get nine out of ten or ten out of ten people because every, you knew everybody's all, all the availability times for everybody. That that'd be a kind of a nice mechanism to be able to. Yeah. See if we really get the max, because we, we, you know, we, we got a few people who can't do it, and they, you know, everybody we talk to on the phone <laughs> can do it. So I think we, if we set up like a public calendar or like a Google calendar with yeah. a link, and then guys can go in and say whether they are available or not on on that particular day, would probably work. And, or, yeah, and it'd be, it, what would be good? I mean, I was thinking about that going the other way. You basically say yeah, all the times you're available. And yeah. or, or you know, or all all the times you're not, you can't work. Maybe it's a thing to do it, and and you know, yeah. we leave it at, at. But something like that, because because uh, you know, one on one, you'll know. Okay, this guy can't make it Saturday at ten. This Saturday at ten. What about next Saturday? <laughs> Just, I don't know. My dad would always <laughs> say, 
like when we were trying to schedule reunions and stuff like that, he would yeah. say, look, we're going to have it on this date. Them that show up, show up. Them that can't, won't. <laughs> You know, right? Like, but, but this is a little this is a little different because we got we got a, a set no. <laughs> group of guys that that uh, it's possible we could get something that would work for everybody. Yeah, well, we'd be having we'd be having conferences at midnight. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So that's well, we found we found Saturday at eleven worked for a lot of people. Sure. It may not it may not work for everybody, but but right. uh, yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> Just I want the perfect world. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but, but Fred, you say you got a you got a way to set up a calendar like that? Yeah, I can set up a calendar in um I can do like a community calendar in Google. Yeah. And then uh-huh. send a link out to everybody and they can actually go to the date and and um let me see if I can set something up that they can, you know, where they could either um they should be able to enter whether or not they're going to be available or not. Yeah. Okay. It, we can surely do that for the Saturday 11 idea. Yeah, because you could do that in Outlook. You know, you just create yeah. an event in Outlook yeah. or in your right. email program with yeah. a receipt, you know, where they just respond back whether or not, yeah, I'm going to do a 10 or I can't. I right. mean, so we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just need to create the um, event in Outlook um, or or. Right. No, I, no, I understand, I understand that model. I think that's been a long time. I was just saying, you know, that if you knew, I mean, it, that's shotgun. One hour out of, uh, you know, seven days and, sure. and uh, 12 working hours, say. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's a lot of qu- querying like that. I just wondering if there was some simple way to say, you know, to suddenly see, okay, everybody happens to have checked this box. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Everybody's got email, then when you get an email for a calendar invite, it'll pop up regardless of what program right. you're using. No, that's say, right. I can attend or I can't attend. So. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. That's that's. I suppose that's all we need to ask for. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Talk to you. Thanks. Yep. Bye now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.